And another thing And another thing Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins. My name is Tony Clement. And very excited to be doing an episode where the two of us will just be going back and forth, sharing our above average intelligence with those that listen. Our anecdotes, yes. There's been a, de- <laughs> there's been a demand for them. Anecdotally speaking. Anecdotally speaking, yes. There's there's no professional polling done on this. I do want to say right off the top um, a big big hello and welcome to uh, one of our listeners, Ivilo, um, who listens out of Montreal. Okay. Um, So he's a big, big fan of the show, and he's actually been asking about, you know, where have I been the last couple episodes because you've been – flying solo and doing an admirable job. But Ivilo, we certainly appreciate you locking in each week. And I also want to say too, don't forget that when you go on um, Spotify, if you listen on Spotify, of course, we know many people listen on many platforms, but on Spotify, there are ways to engage with us there. Yes. um, Leaving feedback, there's polls. uh, So different things we do each week. So make sure you take advantage of that. And uh, as responses come in, as feedback comes in, we're able to share that on the Spotify platform. So hopefully the other platforms take notice and say, hey, if there's a way for listeners to engage with their favorite podcast, uh, maybe they'll take a page out of the Spotify playbook and do the same. But, you know, wherever you listen, we appreciate it. So we're thankful for that. And we want some real feedback. Seriously, we we had some fake feedback the other week. So we want our real our real listeners to give us, uh, you know, what what they like and uh, and just uh, tell us what's going on in their lives, all of that good stuff. Yes, and of course, this show wouldn't be possible without the support each week of John Mutton and the team at Municipal Solutions. You can find them on online at municipalsolutions.ca. Of course, we're very appreciative of their continued support. And Tony, I know that you can shed some light on what they do there better than I. <laughs> yes, no, I'd be happy to. Jody, of course, they're Ontario's leading MZO firm, and they're there for their clients when it comes to development approvals, permit expediting, planning services with municipalities, engineering and architectural services, minor variances, land severances, and just those good old-fashioned building permits for all your municipal needs. Go to John Mutton and the gang. They're very busy, but they'd love to take your your contact information, get back to you. That's all at municipalsolutions.ca. We want to thank our terrestrial radio sponsor, Hunters Bay Radio at huntersbayradio.com. Every Saturday morning, they have a whole series of podcasts, including ours, Saturday mornings at 88.7 FM, huntersbayradio.com. And another sponsor we have is the harrislegacy.ca. That's the book. Uh, the Harris Legacy Reflections on a Transformational Premier. The books are now in stock. You can order them and get them. Uh, go to the HarrisLegacy.ca. Uh, it's a it's a whole compendium of of chapters from 
from historians and experts and politicos on the Mike Harris years in the province of Ontario, 1995 to 2002. So uh, David Hurley, uh, your favorite person, Jody, he's got a chapter. Uh, Jack Mintz, David Frum, uh, Gord Miller, the former environment uh, commissioner, a whole bunch of other people too. So go to the harrislegacy.ca to order yours. Or you can order it uh, on your favorite book site. And then Jody, if you're enjoying this show, we think you'll love the podcast, Not Reserving Judgment, from our friends at the Canadian Constitution Foundation, a uh, charity dedicated to a freer Canada. In each episode, hosts Josh DeHass, Joanna Barron, and Christine Van Gein update you on the latest legal news, tell you about legal stories that you might have missed, and give their le- bad legal takes of the week, where they take a lighthearted look at legal opinions that didn't quite land. Not Reserving Judgment isn't just for lawyers. It's a show for all Canadians who care about their rights and freedoms. The hosts aren't afraid of controversial topics. They've had uh, 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 shows on uh, residential school denialism, uh, proposals to require parental consent for childhood gender transition, other issues as well, including what what the limits of free speech are with all of these protests going on, Jody, on one side or the other of the divide in the Israel-Gaza war. I, I know they tackle that subject as well. So you can find Not Reserving Judgment wherever else you get your podcasts. Download the latest episode today. Well, that wraps up another episode. We'll see you in seven days. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's always <laughs> nice to have sponsors, though. Yes, absolutely. And I will say this, the Harris Legacy, speaking of that book, um, this was a little while ago, but someone that was part of that Harris Legacy government, and I'm someone that you, I'm sure you know, and they made some news uh, regarding, I think it was the TTC board, but Janet Ecker was tossed off that board or something, wasn't she? Metrolinks, yes. Metrolinks, that's what it was. So what yes. What was the scoop there? Was that, did, did, was that between the current PC government tossing her or something something went sideways there yeah no it was the current pc government uh she uh wrote an article i think for a niagara region i don't know online publication or something like that and uh uh i don't think her criticism was too pointed but she did have some advice for the current government on how to handle issues better and i guess uh she she took note of a a couple of people who had exited uh, the cabinet, uh, Rod Phillips and Monty McNaughton were the two that she mentioned. And um, then she wasn't, uh, <laughs> she she was at pleasure, as they call it. You're When you're appointed to some of these things, you're at pleasure of the government. And if you yes. don't please the government, you're not at pleasure anymore. You're displeasure. You're displeasured. It's, uh, yeah. but And also, every time I think of Janet Ecker, and you'll be able to clean up what I'm saying here because I'm probably going to screw this up. But I always think of that one budget time where, you know, you guys, I'm sure you were there or maybe yeah, you weren't, but when was. They did, what was it? They did it in like a movie theater or some sort of like. <laughs> did it at a what? Magna Auto plant. Okay. So what, what was the scoop on that? Yeah, you guys got a lot of heat about that though. Why? Oh my gosh. Well, because we didn't present it in the legislature. Oh, okay. This is Ernie E's big idea, good old Ernie. So, uh, yeah, we didn't present it in the legislature. So, all of a sudden, the opposition didn't have the tools available 
that they wanted to comment on the budget, it really wasn't a good idea. Uh, Jody, what can I tell you? It was a, speaking, it was a bad idea. Speaking of Magna, Frank Stronach was here in Belleville, Ontario, like two oh. weeks ago. Yeah, he was a, a keynote speaker. Um, it's a funny story in small world, but Dean French uh, does these uh, business awards yeah. um, where they recognize businesses in different communities. Maybe you're aware of this, but Dean had reached out to me. I hadn't talked to him in years since the Ford, Ford's leadership campaign. And Dean said, hey, Jody, I'm, I'm coming down to Belleville, to the to the um, Belleville Club. Uh, Frank Stronix, our guest speaker. Um, and we just connect. Anyway, long story short, uh, I wasn't able to get there, but Frank did a did a wonderful job. And I know Dean recognized a bunch of uh, businesses in the community. And I think they're they're doing this across the province, if, okay. I'm, if I'm correct. So it was uh, just kind of funny when you said Magna and that Frank was here in town. Uh, you know, within the last two weeks. So, well, did you know uh, one of uh, one of Frank Stronic's latest hires? I do not, but I'm sure once you say it, I'll be like, "Oh, former former guest Anthony Fury." Oh, yeah. For what? Yes. What is that position? I don't know. It's doing. I think probably some communications work or something. I'm sure, but uh, isn't it he, a news a news thing or something or no? I don't know. I'm, I don't know exactly. But he, uh, for our, our listeners, he ran for mayor of Toronto. Did did reasonably well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, he was a Toronto Sun columnist. We've had him on the program, Jody. Uh, our program here. Uh, I think during COVID. And uh, yeah, so this is he's kind of reinvented himself uh, in this new role. Yes, and speaking of guests that continue to go to new levels and new heights, Bonnie Crombie, of course, uh, current leadership uh, hopeful for the Ontario Liberal Party. She was in Belleville not that long ago. Belleville's a hot spot right now. I tell you, what's going on in Belleville? Well, she had she had a leadership breakfast here in beautiful Belleville with twelve of her closest supporters. So. <laughs> oh, you're bad. <laughs> well, no, hey, I'm, not, I'm not lying. I'm not, yeah, I'm no, not no. telling tales out of school. No, no. But uh, yeah, she was here. And actually, to be honest, now I I preface this by saying I am not connected with the Ontario Liberals, so I don't know if I'm missing out on somebody. But the only herself and that Yassir Nakvi are the only two li- liberal leadership contenders that have come through. And I don't even know if that Nakvi guy is still running, but yeah, he's still running. Yeah, okay. he's, still in it. Okay. he's still in it. They're ru- they're running this anti anyone but Crombie uh, coalition now. ABC, anyone, ABC. anyone but conservatives, anyone but Crombie. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see how that goes. I think the leadership's in a week or two. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all happening too. Uh, and oh, by the way, I checked in with uh, our frequent guest and uh, great fan of the show, Steve Pakin, the other day because the strike, the TVO strike, is over. Okay, so, so he'll be back at work uh, at, T- at TV Ontario, and uh, I know you want to get him on the program uh, soon. Uh, I think we should. It's been a while, but yeah, he's he's going to be back to work. He's rip roaring, salivating at the mouth to give his position and point of view on so many topics. So many topics. And speaking of so many topics. <laughs> Do you have one? No, it's just... <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, I'm doing something now. We've discussed this before, um, but I'm doing something now that I never thought I would do. Do you know do you know what that is? 
And no, it's not illegal drugs or anything like that. I was going to say mushrooms, but no. <laughs> yeah, no. It's not no. Hey, speaking of mushrooms. Yes. You had a big announcement this week in your world. I was reappointed to the advisory board of uh, a psilocybin company. You're quite right. Red Light Holland. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys like sit around at board meetings and watch like Alice in Wonderland and stuff? Or? <laughs> no, we don't do that. Oh, okay. Actually, it's been What's that? It's very serious. Like it's a. It's, oh, I know, I know. It's it's actually on the Canadian stock exchange. So you got to take these things. Did seriously. you not see there was an article in Golf Digest not that long ago about? Um, again, I you'd have to check it out, but I just did a quick skim of it. But something along the lines of PGA Tour pros that are microdosing and looking at really? these types of things. Yeah, you can just yeah. to moderate their anxiety and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, things like that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. So, there's so many applications, I tell you. Yeah, so maybe next year at my golf event, you can be out there selling shrooms or something. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Make myself useful. No, so anyway, I'm doing something that I never thought that I would do. Do you want to take at least one guess? I already did the the, the microdosing. Oh, no, I, I was joking. I thought, I thought you were going to take a serious guess. Oh, but. no, okay. Um, I, I, uh, you're playing golf indoors. I don't know. No, close. I'm playing pickleball, oh, which, pickleball. I, know, which right. I know you hate. I do. Yes. Yes. I still and like why, you, but I hate pickleball. Is that because you're a tennis purist? Is that what it is? Or like- I don't play tennis. I play squash, but I've got a lot of friends who play tennis and they don't like the pickleball people. Yeah, so it's, it's funny. Court. So I got, in, I got invited out two weeks ago mm-hmm. and I was kind of like... You know, my honestly, my first reaction was, guys, I'm not 80, right? Like I, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, but I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So these these guys are three of my friends, four of my friends with a play, and uh, they're starting it too. But they're all tennis players, and so one thing I noticed, and pickleball people realize this because I've been watching some videos, but when they play pickleball or when we're playing pickleball, we play it more like tennis. We adhere to the rules. But uh-huh. We're playing we're playing back a lot more, and if you know pickleball, most of the most of the game is played after the serve up at the, they call it near the kitchen or something. There's a okay. line where the okay. ball just goes back and forth. You're just volleying and the ball's not even bouncing, right? You're kind of like tapping. to the net. Yeah. So, but we haven't been like that because they're tennis players. So it's like, it's foreign to them. Right. So right. anyway, I was, I was with a buddy today in Kingston, um, just, just chatting with him because he's very involved in pickleball. And uh, yeah, so it's interesting. So I've been doing it two weeks and, we're going to do it every Friday, I think. And, uh, you what's know, your, what's your verdict on it? Do you like it? I'm not, I'm not a racket sports guy. I'm not, I would say that I'm not very good at it, but it's, I like the exercise. I mean, I could see it being something that I kind of get into because now I'm all about trying to make the ball spin and do different shots and stuff. So, and it's a quite a like a very social sport, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's anything rocket science to it, but it's. Uh, I think it's very a very simple sport to understand and grab a hold of. And I think the, I think the mass appeal of it, honestly, is the fact that I honestly think anyone can do it. I see. Which you know, there's not a lot of sports that you can say that about. Can I say this about it? If it gets people more active, that we're totally. I know you're not that person, but there are people who were com- almost completely inactive and they are now being active. And that's not a bad thing. I, I, no. I don't, don't want to draw, draw any adverse conclusions about that, but uh, I don't know. I, it, people are trying to convince me to play pickleball and I just refuse to do that. I, I'm, 
I play squash. It's high energy, high impact, uh, great for your, your heart and all those things. So as long as I can continue to play squash, I'm going to play squash. And then the other day on TV, I was watching, do you know that sport? I think it's called, is it Jai Alai or Jai Alai? Oh, Hi Alai. Hi Alai, where they have the big scoops on their hands or whatever. That was a big thing in the 70s. Is that still going on? Oh, yeah. It was on TV the other day. Jeez. Really? Yeah, it's, and so I had to, I was like, this looks, I was watching it for a bit and I'm like, I just, I don't understand this game. So I looked it up and it's, uh, it seems kind of complicated to be honest, but. It's, yeah, it's I, I, isn't it big in Florida or somewhere like that? Like, yeah, I don't know, but it's it at one point. Again, I found this out by being online. At one point, High Alai had the world record ball speed. Oh um, yeah, for, for how fast those balls were going. Jeez. Ultimately, ultimately, that ball speed was broken by world long drive athlete Jason Zubak, who was at my golf tournament earlier this Seriously. year. What was and his ball speed? I think at the time it was 207. Wow. But now, but now, just to put in perspective, Kyle Berkshire holds the the uh, record for world record for ball speed. And I think it's close to, it's either just over 240 or it's close to 240. Unbelievable. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Who, by the way, was also at my golf event, right? So. Yeah, yeah. And are you, are you prepping for next year now, Jody, on that front? Oh, yeah. Big time. Big yeah. time. It's uh, we've had some. I can't say a lot about it. I could tell you, uh, you know, once we're offline here. But okay. uh, had some good meetings and uh, response has been great. And uh, yeah, it's already it's coming together quite nicely. And we've got our date, and so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good time. But let's let's move on to like some po- political stuff, some other political stuff here. Sure. Let's talk about federal politics, Trudeau tanking in polls i was you know i was driving to kingston this morning and listening to multiple news stories about the amount of canadians that are so disappointed in trudeau and not happy with them and it's not good for him is it well no uh but they, they have drilled down on this this is very interesting because they've asked the pollsters have asked canadians well if the economy which is crap right now in terms of interest rates and food costs and housing costs, if the economy improves, uh, are you willing to consider Justin Trudeau? And about a third of the people who've left him are willing to you know, maybe take a look at him again. If interest rates are down, inflation is down, housing is more affordable. That's a lot of ifs, by the way, Jody. Yeah, yeah. But, I, and I don't, I don't see that happening. But, no. but the other two-thirds said... No, nah, we're just tired of him. We want him gone. It doesn't matter what he does. Like, and that's the that's the real killer for him. That it is nothing that he can do, or he can say, or anything that happens in the world economy or the Canadian economy or anything he says about Polyev or whatever. None of that's going to matter to two thirds of the people that have abandoned him. Yeah, exactly, and. It, it is bad out there. I mean, for him. When I say bad, I mean in like oh, his yeah. the reaction to him, the responses he's getting, the feedback, whether it's online, in person, you know, average Joe on the street. It is. It is not good. And I guess and, I guess you I mean, can feel it. You can feel like imagine. Remember what it was like, say a year, year and a half ago, Jody. You yeah. can feel the difference, can't you? Oh, hundred percent. I'm assuming that. I would, I mean, it's hard for me to equate it the, the exact same, but if I was a 
guessing, I'm betting that the caucus, um, backbenchers, anyone in that liberal party, it wouldn't be much different than what you know us as conservatives were experiencing in the 2015 federal right. election with the the anger towards Harper. Right. 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 Like I'm, exactly. I'm betting that's what it is because people can't stand Trudeau, and I bet you they're hearing it a lot. They're hearing it a lot, and uh, yeah. So they, you know, there's a lot of suspension of disbelief. Perhaps I, I, I think some people are reading the tea leaves correctly. We don't know the future. Like you and I are just speculating because we don't know the future. But no, let let let's say this this trend continues. Uh, so you know, a bunch of people will still. Uh, including your friend from Kingston, maybe who <laughs> will still uh, uh, hang on to Trudeau as the uh, the best thing that happened to Canada since sliced bread. Yeah, well, Garrettson uh, Garrettson will go to the wall for Trudeau, exactly. no question. Yeah, and others are going. I don't think this is going to be a good idea. But their their problem is what what's the process by which you know they they overturn the apple cart like. You know, and the Liberal Party before Trudeau came along, Trudeau unified the Liberal Party, and it, yep. it was impressive. Was impressive that he did that. Before that, it was like knife fights all the time in the Liberal Caucus yep. and in the Liberal Cabinet, even between the Paul Martin supporters and the Jean Chrétien supporters, which seems like ancient history now, but wasn't that long ago. So, are they going to go back to that kind of existence, which is a miserable one? Uh, when even even if you're in government to have these internal fights, uh, uh, but uh, who knows, man? Like uh, these numbers keep pouring in, and it, it I know what it's like to see those numbers. I remember what it was like in 2014, 2015. It it degrades your um, your morale, and uh, yep. you know even if you're in government and government is the best place to be, you know when you're in a political party. Uh, your morale does suffer, and uh, yeah, it's not a fun time. No, and, I, and the other thing I was going to mention too, and again, I haven't read a ton of the polls other than just surface stuff, but I'm assuming that these individuals that are moving off the liberals, it doesn't sound, or anything I've heard, it doesn't sound like they're moving in mass to like the NDP as, exam- as an example. No. It's not like they're getting a huge bump. Pierre is really is really biting into a lot of that support. Biting into it. And now he's he's ahead in every age group, 18 to 29, 29 to 45, 45 to 54, 55 plus. He's leading in all of those uh, age groups. He's way ahead with men, but he's also leading among women now. In, in the, you know, if you look at that, you know, w- women voters. Uh, and before that was his big Achilles heel. He's now ahead- uh, in terms of voter intention with women, uh, every region except for Quebec, he's ahead. Atlantic Canada, liberal support has cratered. Uh, Where uh, the the Conservative Party is ahead by ten to fourteen points in Ontario, and even in Quebec, Jody, uh, you know the polls are kind of up and down, but uh, the Conservatives are now at like twenty five percent in Quebec. Uh, liberals might be at twenty eight or thirty, and Bloc are at thirty or thirty one. So not that much difference anymore in Quebec. And it's interesting too. I saw a commercial just the other night. I was watching TV and. One of Pierre's new spots came on. I don't know if you've seen the one where he's sitting on his front porch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I said to my wife, because I mean, you know Pierre well. I know Pierre well. I mean, I consider, we both consider him a good friend. But it's like, I just look, he's, 
I looked at him with no glasses. He had like on a nice t-shirt or something, yeah. but I was just like, at first I was like, oh my gosh, who is this kid? Right? Yeah, like yeah, it was, it's, he's just, I think it's good though. I mean, it looks, it looks good. I, I just, it's such a different, uh, a different presentation of him. But I, I honestly think the average individual that doesn't follow politics would watch that and go, hey, he seems like a good guy. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly. But you know, that's funny. I, I think when I think of all the makeovers over time, uh, you know, this has been one of the most successful ones. Not that this is the be all and the end all. I'm not saying it is. It's policy no. that matters. But yes. but yeah, I mean, you know, when when he he ditched the glasses and started wearing the t shirts rather than the crumpled shirts, you know, a lot of people made fun of it and oh, you know, doesn't Pierre look stupid in his new look? Well, guess what? I think it's it's actually opened him up to new supporters along with his message, obviously. Yeah. And this whole, this, the, the funny part is that, and I don't know if the liberals are still doing this, but this whole approach of, you know, labeling him as a pit bull and, you know, uh, uh, someone who doesn't support women and, you know, just the, you know, like a caveman style approach yeah, yeah. and, you know, not your father's conservatives, blah, blah, blah. It's it it hasn't it never resonated from the beginning. It's never stuck, and they've I think they've done a masterful job of navigating the liberals' attacks, and and it, they must be just ripping their hair out trying to figure out what will stick with Pierre. And honest, I don't know what they could say to be honest, other well, than they're trying to say he's another Donald Trump. I mean, that's the last card yeah, in there. But it, but nobody's like, believing that. No. Like, so stupid. And. You know. Yeah. Anyway, it's. Uh, I mean, it's remember when we, uh, in tw- again in 2015, where we just kept saying over and over again that Justin Trudeau wasn't ready to govern. Yes. And uh, after a while, people said, "No, actually, we think he is ready to govern." And so that that whole uh, approach just fell flat on its face for the conservatives. Uh, that and one in so- nice hair, nice yeah, hair though. Nice hair though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. but uh, it, it, these kinds of things work until they don't. And when they don't, it, there's nothing you can say or do uh, that'll that'll overturn that, you know? Well, and the reality is too, and you know, this politicians do have a shelf life. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at it, Trudeau, he's won what? Three elections? Three elections. I mean, like you, you can't, like, I mean, you, you can't take that away from the guy, right? Like no, no, I three, ele- three elections, yeah. three elections, you'll be pushing 10 years in office by the time an election comes, re- yeah. in reality, right. it's like he'll go down as probably one of the most, you know, winning pr- prime ministers this country's ever had. Like, yeah. yeah, no, I. Like and it's yeah. Harper, Harper had three elections. It's yeah. hard. It's uh, it's you know it's a hundred years since uh, somebody's won four elections in a row. So. Yeah, like so it's 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 it, it, but but I think the bloom has fallen off the rose, and I just think it's 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 done that that whole yeah. you know sunny ways sunny days thing is over right yeah i think it's just it's run well, its people course. people are afraid uh and yeah. i i don't mean that in an angry way uh their inflation cost of living housing costs these are real issues for people and uh if if you're not part of that solution uh you know people uh, see you as part of the problem and that's that's the problem the trudeau government has right now well, I heard a, I heard a rumor the other day that uh, Dalton McGinty is prepping himself for a run for there leaders. There we go. Okay, him, <laughs> him and Kathleen Wynne, they'll be running mates. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting too. Just quickly on the Liberals with um, the whole Ontario Liberal leadership race that's going on. Like Kathleen Wynne, 
Um, like it's it's funny how they really haven't. Had, I mean, they've had to have their what is it? John Fraser's the interim leader. Yeah, I think right? so. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it's like it's been a long time since they've had someone as an actual established leader. It's funny. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's, they got uh, no one. The, and and look, look at uh, Ford's polling numbers. They're they're pretty good right now. He's still at forty one percent. Yeah, so, no, he's doing so, well. You know, uh, that's going to be the big question: whether having a, a permanent full time Ontario Liberal leader will make a dent because nothing's made a dent so far. Yeah, so it's anyway. Uh, it's going to be interesting, my friend. Any other topics that you want to attack right now, Tony? Well, I just think that uh, we're uh, we're going to be got some good guests coming up. Uh, I want to thank people for uh, uh, for hanging in with us. We've had a couple of uh, authors uh, on the program, which is not usually our shtick. Although we have had authors in the past, but not not to this extent. So, thank you for uh, listening to our podcasts on that. But we'll. We'll keep uh, we'll keep mixing it up. I like what I like about our podcast, Jody, is that we do mix it up. It's not just all politics all the time. A little bit of politics, a little bit of other issues, some contemporary issues, perhaps, uh, and some entertainment value for our listeners. So we really do appreciate their support and keep uh, rating and reviewing and all of those good things. Yes, excellent. And of course, you can thank our sponsors again for us as we wrap up. Yeah, let's uh, thank uh, John Mutton again, uh, municipalsolutions.ca. He's our presenting sponsor. He's with us. Uh, he's been with us for quite a while now. And then uh, our terrestrial radio sponsor or partner, rather, Hunters Bay Radio 88.7 FM. Uh, hear this uh, podcast rebroadcast Saturday mornings. And then uh, the Harris Legacy Reflections on a Transformational Premier. Order that today at theharrislegacy.ca or wherever you get your books. And finally, the Not Reserving Judgment podcast from our friends at the Canadian Constitution Foundation. You can find Not Reserving Judgment wherever else you get your podcasts. Excellent. Well, Tony, it's been a pleasure. We'll do this again in seven days. Can't wait.